If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM. Let's create. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education selection and value like diamonds direct your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at diamonds direct won't last long details at diamondsdirect.com when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact we guarantee that you and your family will love how kroger brand products taste or you get your money back so next time you're shopping for the family Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Yeah. Welcome to J.Ill, a production of iHeartRadio. Yeah. Hello, Dom. Hello, Dom. Welcome to... Jill Scott presents Jay Got Ill. My name is Jill Scott. My name is Aja Graydon. My name is Laia St. Clair. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> Today, we are going to be talking about what your mama told you about sex. Mm. I'm oh, okay. I'm ready. I bet you are. I bet I'm you ready. are. ready. Am I ready? <laughs> I'm not. I don't... Okay, I'm going to tell you this. My mother absolutely, without question, kept it all the way gully. Yes. She was like, there's a difference between screwing and making love. Mm -hmm. And I hope that you get a chance to do both. Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thank you. What age was that? Lord. Uh, Well, I must have been about 17. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, But from the beginning, I was on the porch. I was the little girl on the porch. Girls have a vagina. (laughs) Yes. Boys have a penis. That was me. That was that was me. Mm -hmm. That was me. Did I know what any of that meant? No, but I knew my part. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I knew that nobody was supposed to touch my private places. That's right. Yes, that's what I knew. That was the beginning. That was just about, you know, boundaries. But when it came to sex, she was like, all right, look, do the best you can to do your dirt all by your lonely. If you're going to date somebody, if ever, you can only date one boy in the neighborhood for life. So be wise if you're going to choose somebody from the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And she said to watch their nails. And she said a boy, you know, <laughs> might have dirty fingernails. You know, you certainly don't want him, Ew. you know, playing, playing in, in, in yes. your girlfriend. Ooh. And you certainly don't, you know, watch out for uh, hangnails and such. <gasps> and you Damn, should Jill, watch. you mentioned this before. Every time you do this, you make my coochie feel funny. Yeah. Go ahead. Listen, Listen <laughs> this, this is what she told me. She said, watch, watch for a boy with a dirty neck. If he, has a, mm-hmm, if he has a dirty neck, then he probably has a dirty penis. <laughs> That's what she said. Because he's not cleaning himself properly. And if he's, you know, ignoring his neck, which is something that can be seen, then you can only assume that the rest is not as clean as it should be either. Let me find out the neck is an adolescent precursor to the adult booty when they get up from the toilet and they don't wash their ass. That's like with the grown men, you know, like if they don't wash. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, sometimes men leave the thing on them. Okay. Because they don't. like. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. And (laughs) she said... (laughs) And she said uh, it was the neck, the fingernails, and she said, watch their gum lines. Mm. Because if it it looks like a guy has a bunch of crud on his gum line, you certainly don't want him to kiss you in the mouth. And you you definitely don't want anybody going down on you with uh, nasty gums. Was your mama talking about that too? Yes, my mother was a, a dental hygienist. That's right, that's right. You know, so these things were a part of our sex conversation. That's what the woman said. That's what the woman said. I think that Susan and Joyce may have been kindred spirits, for lack of a better term. Mm. <laughs> because I tell you, that conversation <laughs> about the about boys don't wash their hands. Because my mother, we started out our conversation. She was like, there's such a thing as called, there's petting and there's heavy petting. These were my mother's words. Oh, mm-hmm. petting. She said, there's petting and there's heavy petting. Now, that Hmm. petting, that's over the clothes. (laughs) She says, heavy petting, that's under the clothes. She Mm -hmm. says, now, that heavy petting, let me tell you something. Boys don't wash their hands after they pee. They don't wash their Mm. hands before they do anything. They're nasty. She said, I know that little vagina is calling out to the world. I want to be happy. I want to be touched. But just remember that boys don't have the same type of habits that you got. So she told me that early on, like when I first started getting my cycle and was really starting to, she thought I would probably be having little feelings and this, this, that, and the other, you know, but she was really, really, really like forward about all that stuff. The only thing she didn't talk about, and I will say this, go ahead to your mama. Cause my mom, we have a conversation about oral sex. Yeah. So I was a little older, grown, I was definitely grown. older, older about that particular one. But she was also very open about her experiences and how she you know, grew as a woman and her sexuality and just how um, she didn't really know a lot because of the, you know, some experiences she had when he, she was young that were traumatic. Mm-hmm. So, and then she also talked about, you know, what are some unhealthy habits in men around affection and sex mm-hmm. that I should be looking for? You know, so she would talk about things like, you know, just how men respond in intimate settings, you know, mm-hmm. just to be very cognizant of men who are very possessive around, ah, you know, nice. you know, after, after you've been intimate with them or even beforehand, she was like, you know, just watch this because the intimacy makes that worse. And she was like, you know, that thing you got that drive that, you know, that thing, <laughs> they might already have a, you know, a predisposure for some craziness. Right. 
you give them the happy box and they lose their whole mind. <laughs> hmm. These are some amazing conversations. You, it's so funny. I don't know if it's the weed or what, but I cannot remember having a conversation with my mom about sex until maybe after I got pregnant the first time. <laughs> because wow. in my mind, I, which was the year after I first started having sex, but when I, I started having sex at 15 years old and I was a junior in high school and my boyfriend was a senior and I remember I went to his prom and he was my first and I made sure I had sex before uh, I went to the prom. But I remember when my mom tells this story back because I was supposed to come home that night, but I didn't because, you know, we went to the hotel. But my right. mom tells the story back and she's like, yeah, you know, I knew Laia was out partying, doing stuff like that. I didn't think that she was like at the hotel. So she, I, I don't know if she, it was, I, I feel like, I got. I wish she was here because I was like, I, I feel like it wasn't until the next year when I was having sex with this guy at Howard because I went to high school across the street. Um, that I feel like that's when we really started getting into our sex talks. And then that's when we started taking the birth controls and, and things of this nature. I hid my face. Oh, wait. I hid my face for, uh, I managed to get by for about a day and a half before <laughs> my mother yes. looked me in my face and was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. But I knew she was going to see it. I knew she mm. was going to see it. So she called me out on the porch and uh, she was like, so you and are having sex now? And I knew that this was the question, but I shook my head no and answered yes. Yes. <laughs> she said, well, are you using condoms? That's what she said quote unquote condoms I thought that was funny but I better not laugh I was like yes and she was like okay are do you, do you like it and I was, shook my head no I was like yes <laughs> you like oh like that I, I did I knew that I would though I knew that I would the first time Jill like the first um yeah I, I, I didn't knew that just I was, like the first time y'all didn't have a sense of pain I remember a little a little bit of pain and resistance because well the first guy that I was with cared about me I mean you know so it wasn't it was gent it was gentil he was my you boyfriend know. too but I just thought that because that place had never been entered before I took some gymnastics oh that hurt that, that's the part uh, I'm saying like, yes oh be clear be, be clear. clear that that hurt yeah the initial while, I was the, like, the initial oh, oh. This is what she's been talking about. And I, you know, I said to myself after I said, okay, you know, I tried it and I'm not going to do that again. And about uh, about two weeks later, I was a hot cat humping on the door. Like, I want to do that again. And 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 again. Yep. 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 Ain't have an orgasm until 10 years later talking that shit, y'all. Who? Oh, if you was having an orgasm as a teenager, I'm going to fight. Like, there's no yeah, I, I, way. I don't remember that. I just well, need you to understand. I, you I need you to understand my mother. The conversations that it started with, there's a difference between making love and screwing. Yes. And she, she, <laughs> oh God, please don't kill me, mom. Um, <laughs> I'll never forget this is actually a highlight. <sighs> I was sleeping, minding my own business, 
And I wake up and my mother is on her knees in front of my face by the bed. And I, you know how you can feel when somebody's looking at you? So I open my eyes and my mother's like, she says, can you see? Yes. <laughs> I was like, can I see what? And she goes, she goes like this. That doctor, blah, 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 is a wonderful lover. <laughs> I love her. I just yeah. love her. This is a I whole TV her. show. There was a, I could see in my mother when she had been, you know, screwing and when she had made love, I could see the difference in her. Wow. That's interesting. And we would have these conversations over Manischewitz in the basement listening to Millie Jackson. So I had a pretty good idea the difference between the two. Millie Jackson. <laughs> she said that screwing was about you. Screwing is about you. Making love is about the two of you. Mm-hmm. And making love is so, so, so much better, in her opinion. So I had a pretty good idea of what that was. And then I'm going to say that I was pretty aware of my body and I knew what pleased me. So I would, you know, actively search out that thing, so you know, of that place, so that I could experience that. <laughs> I wanted that often. And then I found out that there were many different kinds of them. I was about to say, because I feel like as a, as a young person, I definitely knew how to self-satisfy myself. But even in, you know, it's the whole coming versus orgasm thing. So, I, but the orgasm part still came later, even though the coming part, oh, are we doing too technical? I, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, yeah, Listen, yeah. this is grown folk conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's intended to be. This is conversation to spark conversation just in case if, if by chance you're listening to j.ill and you don't know why <laughs> we're telling you and talking to you and, and talking amongst ourselves you know about what it means to live we're living and existing and learning and sharing so yeah i think i had a sense of and maybe not had the language but I definitely mm. feel like I had a sense of the difference between like intimacy and just kind of having sex to relieve. That's the word. The ones, Here to go. you know, to relieve myself. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word, but <laughs> but my okay, dad screwing. But, but the the difference in that actually came from my dad, believe it or not. Nice. Something that my father told me. My dad was kind of like, and he told me in a very male black boomer way. So this is not romantic what he said. You know what I'm saying? And it's a little mm. bit off subject, but I kind of got what he meant. He said to me, <laughs> he was like, you're just like a guy. You're going to want it. You're going to have your reasons and you're going to do whatever, whatever. He was like, hey, men and women are not really that different. He was like, you know, he said, but my thing with you is if you just got the feeling and you need to get rid of that feeling, then just make sure that in your mind, you understand that that's what that is. He said, what I see a lot of women do is they attach their rest of their actions as an aftermath to them just kind of doing what they have to do for their pleasure kind of thing. He was and like, this is where you became he was, a pimp. This is where I became a pimp because he was like, because my dad was in a lot of ways. I mean, mm -hmm. may, you know, sorry to anyone who was in a relationship with him at the time. But the point is that, you know, he... He was just kind of like that 
you got to be able to know the difference, baby. You can't be attaching all of the activities of being somebody's woman to somebody who you just getting your thing thing from. Can we please cue the hand clapping? Yeah. <laughs> I need to hear cheering and hand clapping like you're in a stadium right now. So that changed my life because I was just kind of like, well, it wasn't him giving me permission to go have a bunch of teenage sex, but he was just basically saying, I'm not going to be able to stop you from wanting what you want. And I'm just saying, I, what I don't want to see is my daughter out here playing herself. That's really, mm-hmm. <laughs> That was in his mind where he was thinking like, you know, you dedicate those emotions and that time and energy to somebody who's not just there to service you sexually. Mm-hmm. And his words were, don't be out here writing nobody resume and driving them around in your car. And then, you know, that's what he, you know, but I, as I got older, I understood what he meant. Yeah. It was like, you know, th- there's a difference between those two things. He, you know, he didn't have the language to say intimacy and making love and all of that. He was just like, listen, don't let it, don't. And he told me this too. My father told me this word for word. Don't be letting no nigga sleep at your house. Don't let him leave his stuff at your house. Don't ever. And my dad told me these two things explicitly. Now, listen, young ladies, all ladies, all ladies. My dad told me these two things explicitly. He said, never let a man know that he can get a meal at your home. So when did you, when did you first cook for food? Yeah, because I'm like, so when do you cook? Uh, Then he said, he also said this. He said, don't ever spend a dime on a man who's not your husband. Uh. I don't know, I, listen, Daddy. I, I don't know. That's listen, I, I, I like it. All. I'm trying to tell you. I like These are it. Not like that one. Oh, listen. What I'm saying to y'all, I, I'm not telling y'all not to sift through it. This is old black man talk. <laughs> this is what. This is the thing y'all gotta. Y'all, come on now. This is old black man talk. Right. You're not gonna I'm telling agree. you, I love it. You're not going to agree with all of it, but let's let's maybe try to unpack it a little bit. What he said about the food is this. My dad always had a thing about a man should be able to feed himself. A man should be able to take care of himself. If he believes that he can get his essentials from you, what service is he to you in your life? You don't want a man that can't come up with his own meal, who who expects to eat on your dime, who expects to eat in your home. Mm -hmm. It's one thing if you say, hey, come over so I may make you a meal. But it's another thing for a man to show up at your doorstep around dinner time and think he about to sit at the table with you. Mm -hmm. Mm. Cue the church music, Eve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I was acting and shouting. So this should be shouting. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing about the money was that my dad Believe it or not, my, my father was an attractive man. He had a lot of relationships over the years. Some were legit and some of them were opportunistic. And so he basically was telling me, he was like, look, your husband, that's who you make a financial commitment to in terms of you spending out of your wealth. He was like, that's that's the person who deserves that. That person who you feel is in a partnership with you. Otherwise, he on his own. Why he need you to buy him something for? What for? Huh. It's just Why? a gift, Dad. I just wanted to give him a yeah, gift. He, I, I think that's so double wonderful. I, I wish... But it was interesting. A lot of those things shaped my over. early thoughts. <laughs> a lot of I those things shaped... I wish I could start shaped. over right now. <laughs> Ricky so was a serious. mess, though. 
Ricky, Ricky was a mess though. I love my father. I really do. He dropped a few gems on me. I will not lie. Mm-hmm. But he he talked real straight, very straight with me. So though that kind of hardcore talk about men and sex actually didn't come from my mom. It, it actually came from my dad. I love your father and I appreciate him so much. And I love this message. Real rap. <laughs> I feel like we have just listen. I, I mean, I'm gonna say we because I was here for it. I'm gonna say Aja. Oh, she got I feel like it. listen. I'm trying to. I really feel like you just saved uh, a whole rack of women, a whole lot of trouble, mm-hmm. a whole lot of trouble. You know what? She, I, th- I do believe. I'm sorry. I, I was slow to it, but I, I do see your father's point now. I'm, I'm starting to think. Oh, I did give away some things. Maybe that's why I never had a husband. You know, that's what I was thinking. I was like, what if you never had a husband? But then, like, yeah, I was like, well, maybe that's why you never had a husband because you was doing these things. Okay, thanks, Daddy. Well, I don't think I don't think either is linked to each other. I think it's more so about the quality of how you interact with, with people and what you get from it. Mm-hmm. So you may not end up getting married, but. You know, it's just about kind of feeling and understand how you're going to move and how you feel mm-hmm. when it's all over. If it does come to a close, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, what did I what did I invest in this? And do I feel OK with that? You know, and so that that was, I think, where he was coming from, where it's like, you know, what you invested in. If you feel OK with it, if you're OK, if you can sleep at night, if you don't feel like somebody tried to play you or somebody Boom, did right. play you, that can put you in a box of just not not believing in yourself, Boom. you know, uh, searching for something that, you know, may or may not exist. I think that you just saved a lot of people. I'm, I'm so yeah. excited. I'm so excited. But then the flip side is too, don't bring your baggage too. Because I I also was thinking, I was like, man, but you also don't want to be dwindled down who you are as a person when it comes to like, your giving and your love, you know what I'm saying? Because what can happen is too is you be you one of those people, and then you're like, well, you know what? The next time, I ain't gonna get this shit so easily. But I don't know. It's like a weird balance. But you know, enter enter my mom, honestly. For real. Right. So you said your mom. mom gave everything. My mother was my right. mother was the opposite of that. And that's why I took a little bit from each of them. Because my mother would say, hey, I will never allow someone else's inability to love me to dictate how I choose to love. I have to be true mm. to myself. So I think that that's really what Aie is saying. It's like, you got to be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Even down to the bare kind of rawness of sex. You have to be true to who you are in that space. You know what I mean? So she did used to say that too. You know, for me, I would say how I took both of those things was that my dad always talked real kind of tough like that. So I always knew I'm like, all right, dad, like I I got part of that. You know what I mean? But I think for me, it was just more so about I got to know what I want and Uh be clear who I am going into the situation. If this Uh is just sex, it's just sex. If I'm invested emotionally, I'm invested emotionally. But I got to keep it 100 with myself and be honest with myself. I don't always have to announce that to the other person. I just Mm -hmm. allow who I am to dictate how I move. And truth be told, I told my daughter this a week ago. She's 18. And I was like, and I've had some really raw conversations with her. And I basically said, listen, always ask yourself the proper questions, sis. And whatever you're doing, from that moment on, let your actions reflect the answer to those questions. Word. Don't be out here lying to yourself. If you want this dude and you want him to be your man, don't be sitting up there acting like you really don't want him like that. 
don't lie to yourself like that. Because here's the funny thing. The mm-hmm. gag is he knows you're lying. Mm-hmm. And every time, every day you stay in that knowing that you want that and you allow him to say that he doesn't, every day you stay, he knows you stay in a day into a lie. And he loses mm-hmm. respect for you every single day. Preach. Ooh, what y'all think about this one? Because my, my oh, Asia, that's, I, I, that's, wait, I'm, yeah, that's, that's, wow. let, it, let it sit for a second. Let it sit for a yeah, second. Let, let, sit, that, let, let that, let that, let that resonate. Listen, that is like it's the rules of engagement, and I think that this information empowers a lot of women. It empowers a lot of women. These are the things that our mothers said, you know, when it comes to sex. Mm. We talked about cleanliness. We talked about the difference between intimacy and screwing because there is a huge difference. And we talked about the whys of having sex with someone. Like, why? You know, the, 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 the important questions. Who? Why? And what's the other important question? Who? Why? And there's one more. And for what? And for and what? For, and for, for, for what? I admit, though, many times, especially when I was young, the, uh, those things didn't always click. Now, come yeah. on now. Oh, you know, that's taking long. Oh, take, sure. take a while. Sure. Uh, but you still got to figure out how to get to it. Right. Yeah. But these young women are a lot smarter, you know, than, than I think they know. And if they have the tools, then uh, they can make better choices. I'm not saying that they will. I'm just saying that they can. Thank you. Because this is this is game, baby. This is this is this is game. This is game. All that full on. All baby. of it. All of that is game. Hold on. You know, and when you hold the cards, you really can. Uh, you can win. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. I love this. So on the hold the cards thing, I know for the longest, my mom has always said to me, you know. It's nothing wrong with him loving you or being in this just a little more than you are. You are. My grandmother said the same thing. Which I've been chasing for a minute because I love hard. So even when you try to consciously go in and put your little bit of pullback after a while. It doesn't work. It it doesn't work. I, I get why our generation of parents told us that. But in the long run, it doesn't work. It doesn't. Here's what my grandmother said. My grandmother said that the man is supposed to hunt. He's supposed to hunt. You're not the hunter. He's the hunter. So no matter what it is that you're doing out here trying to find your mate, your mate is going to find you. And it's up to you, just like with the lions and mating in Botswana. Yeah, back to Botswana. My place. Back to Botswana. Just like with the lions mating in Botswana. It's up to the lioness to decide if she's going to take him or not. And if he steps incorrectly, she's going to smack the fuck out of him and have him bleeding on the face going, (laughs) you know, and then he's got to try again. And this time it's going to be a lot gentler. This time it's going to, you know, he's going to think more than react. See, this is why Bumble don't feel natural. Just going it's to why what? Bumble, the app that you, the dating app where the woman has to make the first move. Oh. <laughs> this is why it don't feel natural. Well, I don't oh. know. I know I got a girlfriend right mm. now living with her man. She loved him dearly. They met on that app. Mm. Did they? Yeah, they're a lovely couple. Yeah. I, mean, I, I know a, a couple that met on Black People Meet or nah, something uh, like that. Like yeah. in the last 10 years? Yeah. People still, because 
it's a lot of uncles I, over there. I, I heard I, okay I mean, Cupid. I, I know somebody got married off of okay Cupid. Mm-hmm. Hey, it, it's, I, I think, don't know. I can't call it, but because I've been married twice and divorced twice, and I only got one more in me. <laughs> Three times is the charm, girl. That's it. And after girl. that, I'm Gucci. Um, after that, and I don't want to think about after that. I don't, I don't really want to claim after that. Yeah, ain't no I, after that. Ain't no after that. Mm-mm. It's just forever. No, I, I mean, I, I cross all my bridges when I reach them. Mm-hmm. I feel like my mom and the other women in my life, because let me just bring that up, too, because I had hella aunties. Mm-hmm. My, my aunties <laughs> used to go hard. Like, my aunties went in on me, so I knew a lot of stuff from them, too, so I want to make sure I big them up. But I feel like I was pretty, like, informed going into my early 20s and particularly for that time for me being married. Oh, I got to tell this story, y'all, real quick, because I didn't. (laughs) My grandmother, y'all, my grandmother was a G, for real. And I saved this because we was talking about grandmothers in another episode. And I said, nah, Aja, hold that. Hold that for the sex episode, sis. Mm -hmm. And it was hard. But my (laughs) grandmother, y'all, she had a man. Her man was Murray, right? And we all used to be, you know, thought it was funny. Like, you know, my grandmother got a boyfriend. He had a little pork chop sideburns child or a mm. big old Cadillac. Mm. Hey. But Murray, Murray was that beast. So, and then at Christmas time, Murray would buy all the girl grandchildren cabbage patch dolls. Yes. Murray had some coins. Yes. Oh, Murray had money. Child, with they they papers? Okay. Listen, with, they pa- with girl, the cabbage patch dolls, with real, the papers. Real cabbage patch. Nice. Okay. Uh, it's eighty five dollars. I used to share my girlfriends. Patch. I would babysit my girlfriend's cabbage patch. Just so I had one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, grandma always. You know, actually had conversations with my mother about their sex life. Now, mind you, my mother admits this to me way later. Okay, but anyway, fast forward to my grandmother. I'm getting married. When I said I was getting married, everybody was like tripping. My grandmother was very much in support of this. My nana comes to me right before my wedding. She said, baby, come here. Let me talk to you for a second. I said, okay. She said, listen, this is what I want you to do. She said, later on tonight, after you get to the hotel, I want you to fuck his brains out. Yes, grandma. I promise you my nana said them words to me on my wedding day. Was there nothing following? I want you to fuck that his brains out. That was it. That's all she said. <laughs> she dropped that and walked away like a G. I was like, is she serious? You know what? For you, Grandma, I will. So, no. Y'all know what I did, right? You know what I had to do? I had to snitch. I went to my mom. Oh, <laughs> I shit. Mom, I'm like, Mom. And so she started laughing. She like, mm, child, listen. I could tell you some things she done told me about her and Murray that will wear you out. She said, you're not even ready. I'm waiting for you to get married. Did I tell you? <laughs> I know things about my Nana's sex life that no grandchild should know. And I'm jealous. But yeah, that, that was wild stuff. I, and and I, knew, I knew the stock in which I came from come that day. I said, oh, okay. Knock them out the box, Rick. Sorry, that's all I can think of. Out the box, Rick. <laughs> Knock them out. The I, said, my, I said, baby, my nana said, my nana has said. <laughs> oh, that night you told him to, to stop about to knock it out the box. You ready? Girl. That was you. We always joke about that we got pregnant that night. He talking about, I knew I got you pregnant that night. 
Men are so trifling. <laughs> I hate boys. Boys are so terrible. Oh, I know I got you pregnant that night, girl. I love them. Mm, I do they too. Great. They it are. is a hot mess. Mm, I'm missing mine. Oh, I'm missing mine. Oh, look at you. I heard you, nigga. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can cut that. Cut that. <laughs> Everybody set up a little different on that conversation. Yes. It's like to sit up on something. Yeah, so, yeah, mama taught me stuff. More Real Talk after the break. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews? Were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com for 20% off with code GETDIME. That's Dime Beauty beautyco.com code get dime for 20% off I I know that I, I don't know Vanessa Del Rio you know but she has to understand wherever she is I 
I just want to thank you for being like a sexual mom in a way. She's basically you know, a part of the show at this point. You know, I, uh, that I talk about her so much. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I really, really appreciate that she knew what she wanted to do and she did it without, it didn't matter to her about anybody's opinion. She's lived the life that she wants. And I don't know what the repercussions are. You know, I'm, I'm still, the book is like 700 pages. So, you know, I'm still reading it. <laughs> and then I have to hide it because there's pictures in the book. Oh. So I got to, you know, find a spot to be by myself, you know, to make sure nobody walks in on that. Because the pictures are, are quite something. It's funny. But nonetheless, like, I feel like she, she said without saying, this is good. This is healthy. Sex is fun. Oh, and, like Michael. And okay. you should you should go ahead and 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 get yours. Just wrap it you up, yo. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it. Not 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 having somebody get you, but you get what you want and need out of this. And well, let me I, ask I really y'all something. Appreciate it. I feel like appreciate for it. the most part, we seem to have had some not necessarily sexually repressed adults around us. But I saw a post on social media recently when they were talking about women kind of pushing back at a lot of the messaging they get from spiritual spaces and particularly around like church and places like that where they're like, look, if you stay pure and you do this and do that, that you're going to find this this mate that's going to be great for you. And a lot of times that doesn't work out and they feel duped around conversations they've had about sexuality and uh, the link between a woman's uh, sexuality and her morality. And I don't know. I mean, I wasn't raised around heathens. I mean, people were definitely spiritual, went to church and all of this different stuff when I was growing up. But there was still a normalized conversation around the fact that, okay, you, you probably will do this before you get married. But that's probably why, because you probably didn't grow up in a straight. I know I didn't, I grew up in more of a spiritual situation. We might hit church once every other month or so, but they all, my family, my mother used to be Muslim, so she always claimed, you know, spirituality. But I think huh. those that are in a more strict situation, that's when that kind of comes into yeah like when their mother ain't told them nothing it's just like just yeah. don't don't have sex don't do that and i see i've seen that i mean i know a 57 58 year old virgin you know we also um, know of freaky ass pks yeah that too right mm-hmm. that y'all too. don't know that y'all set them kids loose in the world yes yep and, and you didn't give them any insight into what sexuality means and the cost of it you didn't prepare them in any way, shape, or form. And they went off to college and came back, you know, scratching, burning, or pregnant. Or all. All mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. You didn't prepare. You didn't prepare them. It's important that they know, you know, what's going on and how to navigate, you know, their own sexuality. Yeah. I think it's hard not to make kids scared. You know, I well, think I'm that... going to tell you that my mother showed me the Encyclopedia of Venereal Diseases. There was yeah. one, an encyclopedia? There, there absolutely still is. Yeah. Uh, a very thick book full of all kinds of venereal diseases with very graphic photos. My mom didn't it's show a, me. Guess where I saw it? I saw hmm. it. Ooh, because we used to have to take sex then. Yeah, we had that book. It's what was that 1970s book, the thick one, where it showed everything from like yep. childhood pictures, like not even uh, drawings. Oh, y'all remember we this We had book. sex at a girl's high at the yeah. time, but... It was primarily the parts. 
it wasn't the action. You know, it was just like, I had like the weirdest childhood ever because I promise y'all, I, I just want to shout out to Miss Carr, who was my gym teacher in primary school. Gym teachers, always the sex ed teachers. Hilarious. Yes. Always. <laughs> always. She was my gym teacher in, in hey, elementary school. Mm-hmm. And when we got to fifth grade, I want to say either fifth or sixth grade, which was the uh, a time where they assumed all the girls would be having their cycles. They sent a, a letter home and said, hey, you can sign this letter if you want your child to take sex ed. And my mother signed it and I went. And when I was in sixth grade, not high school, not middle school, sixth grade huh. was when I learned about sexually transmitted diseases, pregnancy, how you get pregnant, the parts of your vagina, your uterus, all of that. Learned all that before I went to even before I even went to middle school. They got to bring it back. I'm sorry. I was signing paper in 2.2 seconds. I agree. I agree. Because most of our parents had that joyous sex book, too. Did your, your parents have that joyous sex book? They yeah, did. my mom did. Yeah. 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 yeah, I remember sneaking and reading it. I'm I'm st- really still in shock that there's no sex education in schools. That really there's just- no music either. <laughs> Unless you go to a music school. Like, it's really, right. really nuts. And them taking out physical ed, you know, gym. There is no gym teacher, so there's no sex ed. Like, mm-hmm. Ed's taking out cooking class. Oh, shit. You know, home economics. I loved like, home ec. Oh, my I did, God. too. Remember and, the biscuits? Shop. Yes. I, shop. That's how I learned how to make snooker, snickerdoodles. Just snicker. And the tartar. Oh, okay. And shopping. We made the cars. Remember the little tri- the triangle cars with the two, the race cars? Hold on. Oh. I, was a, I was a bit of a delinquent by the time oh, we got okay. to that class. You was a too much busy pimping in the hallways. I'm sorry, Asia. See, I should have never told y'all about my <laughs> secrets. So that's the thing. When you try to share your secrets with people and then they want to throw that back on you every time. Well, I'm just going to tell you that that is what happens. (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly what happens on this planet. You think think you're trying to share something or or help somebody else because you've come to an understanding. It's going to get thrown in your face (laughs) like crazy. All right, y'all. What, did your mama ever? What was the first conversation you had with your mama or an elder woman in your life about oral sex? And I ain't talk about him going down on you. That was a conversation I did not have. I don't. I, I mean, we talk about. I don't even know. We talk about. I, I just remember telling my girlfriends. Remember, I told you. I remember being the first one. It was you know '93, but. You know. I think so. Some things are just some things have to be conversations with girlfriends. Some so things you've been, are just not a mama conversation. You've been having them conversations with your kids, Asia. What about oral sex? Yes. Yeah. What? 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 Uh, what how do you do that? What, uh, what's the talk? What's the the, the goal in the conversation to be better or to well, be protected? No, I think the main thing is about them understanding that you can contract. Okay. You tell them to put a condom on? Because that's... That you can contract that way that there are condoms that don't have spermicide on them that are specifically for that. But then also, too, the conversation around just the fact that certain things are associated with intimacy, right? Yes. And so there is a thing to consider about how you get to intimacy. So for me, it's not just a conversation just about, oh, this is a thing that people do in sex. Let's talk about it. It's like there's something that happens in a sexual experience where you land in a certain place. 
Mm-hmm. And so it's important for me to have a conversation about, well, how, did, how, how do you think someone lands at that form of in- right. intimacy? So more too, like, when does that person deserve that? Like, when is when that is something that, that comes... Not- when is that something you desire and not something you are doing for response and reaction? Right. There. When are you doing something because that is something you desire sexually? So there's yeah. a real kind of conversation about the pathway to certain experimentation as it comes to sex. Because one thing about women is that we do have a lot of things that we're willing to do sexually that have nothing to do with something we desire. It's like, oh, I got to keep it fresh or I got to keep it hot or I got to be like this woman or that woman. Or they talked about it. This is what girls are doing. And so in order for him to think I'm sexy, I got to do that. So to me, I want to kind of erase that thinking and Mm, say, let's mm. recenter your needs. So a lot of times with my girls, I talk about recentering your needs. And I talk about this with with my boys, too, about life. Every environment you go into, you have to remember to recenter your needs, not in a selfish way, but Mm -hmm. in a self-awareness kind of way. So that's the thing was like for me is like, yeah, well, you know, and I'm not trying to say that every conversation is appropriate for a young girl. But I do think that it's important that if your kid possesses even a fraction of that language outside of their interaction with you, it's your responsibility to address it. And it is likely that your kids have this language way before you're ready to admit that they do. Ooh, Asia. It's a deep breath. (sighs) And then you tell the truth. You know, as much as possible. Because when did you really start liking giving oral sex? As That's so interesting that you say that because it's so valid. It's like, when did you really, as a woman, start enjoying giving oral sex? It wasn't well, initially. Was it, it usually isn't right at the moment when you start. No. Uh, well, my mother said two things. She said, now that I think about this, mm-hmm. one was not everybody can go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not everybody can go. Mm-hmm. And so what was the other thing? Probably something really, really important. <laughs> but not everybody can can get that. Yeah. That's not for everybody. Right. Just like, you know, for your, our young men, not every you're not supposed to have your head between everybody's legs either. That's right. You know. So that's that's But you all do one. realize that that though that may be our own personal value, that also to even that is indicative of a very kind of specific value around sex and sexuality. There are mm-hmm. some people who look at, at that as just another part of the sexual act and that placing so much importance on it then kind of continues to perpetuate this idea about what is right, proper, moral, what, oh, yeah. is, what is, what makes you a good girl and, and not a bad girl. we're still in a very heterosexual bag in this conversation. And we're still in a very hetero right. bag we right are. now. Yeah. We are. A lot of it, who's to say you, your pleasure can be wrapped up in any number of different things. So is, so at the end of the day, you gotta, you're, you're I'm, I'm always thinking with young people, it's about helping them to understand that it's always about a conversation with yourself, discovering who you are, what your needs are, and being focused on that so that the person who you are with is clear that that's what this is about to a degree. Not in a selfish way, but just that it, knowing yourself helps you to know that person also. You know what I mean? And be a fair and equal partner in what's happening. No matter what the outcome of that situation. 
whether it's a relationship or it's just an exchange of sexual <sighs> energy. Like people just, you know. You sound heavy being I, a young person today. <laughs> my physical mother told me that not everybody could get it. My porn mother, <laughs> the great Vanessa Del Rio. Yes, ma'am. She taught me. Yes, to porn mothers. <laughs> yes. She taught me that you are supposed to orgasm from everything that you do. And if you're not getting pleasure, then you should not be doing it. It's it's a pleasurable act, right? Right. And if it doesn't please you, then this is not what you should be doing or who you should be doing it to. Mm-hmm. Yes, porn mother. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm straight. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I agree. I don't think I'm doing my kids any any favors from dealing in respectability because respectability erasure. Hmm. And I don't want my kids to go silent on me, and I don't want to erase them in my mind right. and my consciousness. So that's that's not. I'm not interested in that. Right. It's not going to help you or them to to be silent because you're trying to be morally correct or prudish or, or whatever it is. I don't know. You could throw a thousand glossy covers on it. Your children are going to have intimacies. They're going to have sex. Whew. They're probably um, they're going to fuck somebody. Mm. They are. You just made all these parents just go, oh, Lord, Jillian. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> And the better you prepare them, the better off they will be. Period. Period. And they won't go jack up somebody else's kid. Yeah. yeah. How about that? How many how many young men were never they were taught to get it? You know, by any means necessary, go out and get it. Mm-hmm. How many men in general have messed up a, a relationship with a great woman, you know, because they were just trying to get it? They didn't stop. They didn't think. They weren't present. They just just trying to do it. And that's it. You know, that happens. It happens quite a bit. And it's a shortcoming, quite frankly. That's my opinion. I agree. Because as a human being, you're missing out on so much. Yeah, you could screw. But be upfront. Be clear about what it is that why you're here. And then with the information that you gave, Aja, it's, it's teaching young women and my age too. Mm-hmm. Don't just assume because you're having sex with somebody that it means more than what it actually does. You're getting some stress relief. And I think it's important to add this to the mix. Add it. One in four women will experience some sort of sexual assault. Yep. And so there is trauma around sex. And many times these things happen in young women's lives and young men's lives and their parents don't know. So the conversations their parents are having are not from the lens of that my kid could have been already victimized or will be in the future. Oh, yeah. So I think that normalizing conversations around sexual trauma also is really an important part of helping your children to be free in this space and free themselves in those spaces. Because as we all know and have discussed 
in other places in this podcast that we can carry those things into our adult life and they can affect our relationships for the whole time that we're here. So, you know, if the key is to have this really healthy kid, you got to be open to that's a human and that that human will come in contact with all kinds of different experiences, people, and know many things about themselves. So, you know, Hmm. you got to be ready for all that. And again, there are three women on this podcast and all three have been sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. I will say that is one of the things that my mother told me about sex is after I was sexually assaulted, she said, you know, unfortunately, baby, she was like, this is something that most women go through. And that was an interesting moment. I was like, hers was date on a date. You know, everybody has a story. So you're right. We got to have these conversations. Right. And honestly, and I've, I have not had this experience before, but I think it's important to, and this is probably a whole nother conversation, but in the Black community, like how we have conversations about sexuality and sex with our children who are queer or and LGBTQ. So I think that's really important as well, because I feel like you, you said you put the nail on the head. We're coming from very heterosexual lands today. Mm. And obviously that's our experience. So we should mm-hmm. speak on what we know and not on mm-hmm. what we don't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think if you're talking about what your mom told you or you're kind of functioning in a mothering space, which all of us have, those of us who have biological children, those of us who don't. Bottom line is that you're doing plenty mothering. And the idea here is that we know that all kids are different and all young people are different and they grow to be different adults and they have different experiences with sexuality and with sex. I have and if to you're say, only, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. Forgive me. Oh, no, no, no. Just, just if that's your only space, if you're, if you're only ready and open to talk about one particular kind of experience, then that is a form of silencing that person and racing that person. So you got to be really aware of that. And that's something that, you know, that even I'm still trying to, you know, wrap my head around as well. And this is where the village comes into play. Because, you know, I can only speak on the things that I know and they have experienced. And, you know, this is when you you pull in auntie or uncle or homie Mm -hmm. friend or whatever the case may be to have a conversation that you're not prepared to have because you just don't know. But they need to know. It's important that we send our children um, out into this world armed, as well armed as possible. I do wish I had your dad. I do wish your dad had told me, you know, the rules of engagement. I mean, that right there, I hope somebody, you know, can you can replay this and listen to that again. Mm-hmm. I should have stopped and said, hey, hey, get your pen and your paper. Get your, get your phone out and jot this down in your notes. Like, these, these things are super important because... Uh, Damn it, life will take its turns. Mm-hmm. It certainly will. We all bring our stuff with us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And along with our baggage, and, and Laia said it perfectly, along with our baggage, but we do also bring our intentions, our good intentions. Yeah. yeah. And it's a very human space and vulnerable space to talk about these things, and particularly with young people. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we embrace that vulnerability, I just really think we're going to be in a great position with them. Yeah. If, if you take the positioning with young people, like, I know what I'm... Yeah. You know? Then mm-hmm. if, uh, people couldn't see my face. The positioning, <laughs> like, I know I know what I'm talking about. I know everything about I know everything. everything. Right. You don't know <laughs> nothing, young boy. <laughs> you... 
it, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna turn them away from you, and they're not gonna talk to you. And you need them to communicate, and they need to hear your voice, mm-hmm. and they need to hear your village's voice as well. You you mm-hmm. get to choose as a parent who they talk to, you know, for uh, yes. or as adults are concerned. Now, oh, when it comes to kids, kids, you know, they get a lot of information too, and a lot of that yes. stuff is trash. It's grass. And you certainly do not want the 14, 13, 12-year-old girl who has been uh, sexually assaulted in her own home to talk to your kid about what sex and sexuality mean. Because she she doesn't have the same mindset that you will. It's a dangerous thing. But sex is beautiful and it is a healthy and important part of our lives. And I'm I'm grateful for the things that my mother shared uh, and grandmother shared with my mom. And um, I'm hoping that you mothers out there and you daughters remember to to share with with our younguns, our younguns, because they need us. They do. And our boys do, too. We'll be back after the break. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews, were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. 
take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com for 20% off with code GETDIME. That's dimebeautyco.com, code GETDIME for 20% off. Coming up next on the show, what's on your heart? An occasional segment where we check in with people we respect about how they're really feeling. Hold on, y'all. I think there's somebody calling. That must mean it's time for What's on Your Heart. What a pleasure, what a pleasure. We have somebody on. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Liar, can you explain who is here with us right now? Well, of course I can explain. We have the creator of the Black Moms blog. She also is the writer of the book that you need called Oh Sis, You're Pregnant, The Ultimate Guide to Black Pregnancy and Motherhood. And my favorite thing that she does is sending folks on retreats. Yes, she has created the ultimate retreat with the self-care retreats. Ladies and gentlemen, tell us, tell everybody who we have on the today. Thank y'all for having me. My name is Shanisha Boswell. I'm like, how do I follow up that introduction? She hit, she hit all the points. I am the creator of Black Moms Blog, where we talk parenting culture and lifestyle from a Black mom's point of view. We are a global community of more than 500,000 wonderful, wonderful women from all over the world. I just wrote a book. It is an Amazon bestseller. Oh, sis, you're pregnant. Yes. The ultimate guide to Black pregnancy and motherhood. This is the Black what to expect when you're expecting. And I also have a retreat company, which I just finished doing work for. We have four retreats this summer, three in Jamaica and one in Colombia. Coming, coming. That's it. (laughs) I think, wait a minute, I think you need three hosts. Listen. Well, for, I think you need one. No, no, excuse me. You just need the one. You just need the one host. She's like, just bring that's me. That's all you just need is just me. the one. Got you. Got one you. for every location. Okay, Let's go. Yes. I know that's right. I got them, y'all. I got them. But yeah, thank you for having I me. I love it. That's fantastic. I appreciate so much that you saw the need because, right, you have what to expect when you're expecting. You have Joe Frost, you know, the nanny or super nanny. You know, but yeah. to to see that there was a need and to address it, being a, a mom is hard now. Throw in being an African uh, of descent mom up in yes. there. There's a lot yes. to, to deal with and a lot that is misrepresented. I agree. And I think for me, it was also like, who, where my mom is at? Is everybody mama? At heart. Mama, mama, mama at heart. Great auntie. I know all that. Aunties oh, are yeah. amazing. Oh, yes. I, I am an awesome auntie. <laughs> You're an awesome auntie. Yeah. So, she you is. know, I had my daughter at 23 years old. Oh, wow. And everything that I read online or I saw, it was like the, oh, my belly's getting bigger. My feet are spreading. My nose is spreading. But there wasn't anything that spoke to me as a Black woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, how do I talk to Black women about empowerment using their voice? But then those very real conversations about like, what do I need to talk to my OB about? How do I pay off my student loan debt? Um, Anthony Hamilton has a part in the book where he wrote a letter to Black fathers, empowering them and telling them what it's like. Because y'all know being a Black parent in this world is not just the typical conversation of, oh, I'm happy. One day that child's going to be an adult. 
And so how do we talk to our kids about that? And then just motherhood in general, how do I get my groove back? Because I'm a sexual being, right? Isn't that what got me here? Yes. Amen. And so I can't stand that part of motherhood that we act like sex doesn't exist and it's not a real thing. But I mean, come on. What were, what were we doing when we got pregnant? <laughs> right. So, Hello. Hello. I hear a lot of Black mothers in particular say, I live for my children. And oh, I... Crazy. I Oh, I think so too. It's crazy, <laughs> girl. I wish they could have seen your look, the look on your face. See, honey, because the hair got pushed back and the face no. went. No. No no, 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 no. We don't. You, know, do you that. hear that? We, we don't do that here. You hear that a lot. What's the remix to that? The remix is there is a separation between motherhood and womanhood, and you cannot forget your womanhood. It is not the same because. My, my belief is I don't live for my daughter. I live for myself and she benefits from seeing a happy, healthy and well-rounded mother. I teach her about peace. I teach her about self-care now because at the same time, when we're talking to moms all day long about find your peace, sis, do this. How will your children are running around the house like, like they're crazy? <laughs> okay, you can't do that. And so once again, like we said earlier, like a part of me teaching my daughter about anything is teaching her about her self-worth and understanding that a big part of her self-worth is understanding who she is and why she needs her a long time. Before I got on this call, we just had a whole 30-minute conversation about hygiene and taking care of her body because of how she shows up in the world. And so not to divert, but going back mm-hmm. to that, yes, there is a huge difference between who I am as a mother and who I am as Shanisha. I'm a whole person and I'm 32 years old. You know, and so a large part of my audience is their millennial moms. And I'm like, you're not old. You're young. You still like to go out with your friends. Don't feel guilty about that, but handle your business so that you can do it in peace and comfort without the worry of, you know, oh, my God, I got to, you know, figure this out. So, you know, all of all of what I do. And that's why I have the retreat company, because I was seeing all these women. Majority of my attendees are mothers, but a lot of them are just women. And I'm like, sis, come on here. And let's 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 gain some truth so that when you leave here, you know how to go home and know that you're still a person that deserves some love, attention, respect and care from those around you. You're not just a mama. So mm-hmm. we talk about that in the book. Yeah. All of that. <laughs> I think it's so fabulous that we're getting to this point where we're starting to really be super clear about separating these roles and mm-hmm. being really intentional about how we treat ourselves as women outside of the role of mother. But I think, you know, what's really kind of fascinating about, you know, just kind of a, about this point of view that you're that you're talking about is that, you know, it's just really about being seen. Yes. It's like Black yes. women have a hard time being present and seen in the room. And so all the different things that over the years have made it harder for us to be seen in motherhood, although it's a beautiful thing, it can be a thing that tends to uh, overshadow who you are as an individual. And, and a lot of mothers are not seen. Yeah, we're afraid to take up, we're afraid to take up space. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. We're so afraid. Mm-hmm. We're afraid to be loud because what what do they call you when you're, when you're a loud Black woman? They call you ghetto. They call you unworthy. They call you, they, we just have all these sassy. negative, sassy, angry. And it's like, how many times did I say this quietly before anybody cared mm-hmm. to hear me? And now that I'm, now that I'm roaring, Now I'm the problem. And so for a lot of us, like we're afraid to take up space simply like simply putting in the motherhood community. I used to say that, you know, I'm a mom blogger. That's where I started off. I've come so many other things, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. I started off as a mom blogger. And what I was seeing was I felt like all I saw were 
mothers, like white women. Mm -hmm. And then the black women were like white women with brown paint poured on top. (laughs) They still weren't black. You know, they were like, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to squeeze into this little, you know, this little, this little category. And I was like, no, I'm going to create a platform called Black Moms Blog. And everybody was like, why would you do that? (laughs) Why would you, why would you isolate yourself in that way? Why would you title it that way? And no one's going to want to work with you and nobody's going to want to do this. And I was like, who are these white people? (laughs) Oh, these were, these were black, these were. She said, these were Uh black people. That's why I said, why? I have noticed over the years that a lot of black mom bloggers have steered away from being specific about their blackness. Yes. Talking about the experiences as black mothers. It's this very universal. And even though I I find it beautiful talking about it, regardless, seeing black faces in those spaces are always, you know, a breath of fresh air. But it's good to know that you're being super intentional about it. But even outside of your work, I mean, we know, you know, we know what you do. You know, this particular part of the show is really about what is on your heart. And so please tell us, my darling, my darling dear, what's on your heart? You know what? I This is so... Okay. I just ended uh, two relationships with two different men. Talk <laughs> I just, about I just that. Ended one, Talk about it! Yeah. One, was, one was a platonic and the other one was a, you know... A thing thing, right? The thing thing. And I had to let it go. And it was because, you know, I feel like I'm super great at manifesting things in my business and my friendship because I listen to my I listen to my intuition. But when it comes to men folk, I suck at love, y'all. I I am such a fixer, and because I'm a fixer, I'm always trying to fix, 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 and I fall in love with potential. And one day he gonna be this, and one day he gonna be that. And I had this sister circle ceremony this weekend and I walked away with so much clarity. And I said, the thing that I put on the table was that I want respect. I was like, I want respect from my my partners, right? I want respect from those that, you know, I want a man to walk into my life and say, it's you, mm. right? And not listening to anybody tell me that I can't have that. And I live in Atlanta, my ex was oh, a musician. Oh, girl, and the struggle. Um, so and the, the love and prayers. Girl, All yes. the women, you know, it's such a thing down here. Oh. But, you know, so that's what's on my heart. My what, What's on my heart right now is making space in my life to accept love. And I knew I couldn't do that if I kept convoluting the space with un, with people that weren't supposed to have me in that way. And so... People you know, that weren't um, supposed to have me in that way. Isn't that beautiful? After many years, Ooh, I have girl, yes. I'm done. I was, I was sad. But I said, this is going to feel so much better. And I feel really good right now. Mm. So that's what's on my heart. Congratulations. <laughs> Hell yes. yeah. Congratulations. Girl. Congratulations. Yes. Hey, listen, I'm three weeks fresh. So I'm with you on that. Because <laughs> when you know you did the right thing... When you yes. know you did the right thing for yourself, even as much as you love that person and love that relationship, mm-hmm. it's it feels it feels so much more different than five years ago when you broke up with somebody and it was yeah. just you didn't have an understanding of what you wanted and who you were and blah blah blah. Right? Like you take the yeah. moment, right? Oh my God. Right? But see, this being a mother of a daughter, yeah. See, this is the clarity. Oh yes, that <laughs> warms mm-hmm. my heart deep on the inside because I know that this is the experience that when it is time to sit and have that woman-to-woman talk yes. with your daughter, mm-hmm. that this you can explain from personal experience mm-hmm. and not as a mother warning, 
right? Because as moms, we grew up with mothers giving us the warning. The mama trauma. But did not have, but did not have, <laughs> right? But did not have mm-hmm. the actions to go with oh, it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you telling me to do something you haven't even done for yourself mm-hmm. since. Yeah, we've moved past that. What you have here is an intentional mm-hmm. life that's yeah. being led. And then on top of that, you're then you're able to say to her, this is how you do it. I know because I did it. I know from experience. Ooh. It's that mama trauma. And, and you know, it, like I said, I had the sister circle this weekend and I was sitting there and we were talking about our mama trauma. And we were talking about the times that we've looked back at our parents and been like, you knew better. Why didn't you do better? Why didn't you why didn't you snatch me out of that situation Not and fair. tell me something better? Why did I have to learn about heartbreak from from Jill Scott songs. <laughs> Why did I have to learn about heartbreak and, and all these things from my friends and movies? And you were my mother. Why weren't you talking to me about this? But at the same time, not blaming my mother, but knowing that I wanted to do it differently. Mm-hmm. And so the only way, you know, we're moving past the because I said so way of parenting. Ooh. Now it's like, look at the example. Look at what I'm doing. And I can't tell you to walk in light. If I'm not even doing that. And so, you know, this is such a process. And it's like when you have children, especially a little girl, you're growing as your daughter grows. I'm looking at Mm -hmm. her and I'm like, I would not want no man to treat you like this. So why am I allowing myself to go through this? You know, Mm -hmm. and a lot of it's just fear. You don't want to end up by yourself. You know, we're doing great in our business. Our friends are great. We're traveling. But at the end of the day, we want companionship. And I feel like I want more women to start admitting that. What? So hard all, all the time. All the time. All the time. We're so we're so yeah. we're so hard, and I'm okay. I'm not okay by myself. But I also know, and I let me take that back. I'm okay. Yeah, but you know what I mean. But okay is you not good. I get it. Okay is okay not right. Is good. Or it's okay not is what not, you. It's realize. not a preference. Okay is not a preference. Right. 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 It's not a preference. Like, fine. I want to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. I'm okay. Yeah. Have the have a great this, partner in life. This big girl <laughs> decision that you just made, the choice to, to step away from something that was convenient, that was probably some a lot of fun at times, mm-hmm. that filled some holes, mm-hmm. you know, with time. You know, the fact that you've done this is a major step. And yes. I, I can tell you, from personal experience, that when you make room for what you really want in your life, you already know manifestation happens. Yes. It happens. Yes. Yeah. And it's been like that every time I've, you know, and I had to, I had to find my comfort in that space because every time I've walked away before, because we've all done it, right? How many times do you walk away before you're finally done? It probably happens like six times. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'll admit it. It's, ha- it's happened quite a bit Fair of enough, mommy. It's happened a lot. But this is the final. But every time... <laughs> Shut she up, just busted my whole bubble. I was like, oh. Laia, I've been married for 21 years. So she's like, AJ never walked away from shit. No, no I wasn't. To be honest, it's I was thinking... I was, I was okay. actually thinking she's telling my truth because I just walked away for the first time. So I might have to come back a few more times on this. But you, you, you better tell the truth. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Try, try not to. Don't, don't I'm, trying, like, I'm, try, like, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, six is a lot. Six is a lot, Woo, but I've walked away six. times. But, but honestly, every time that I've walked away, I've invited in this beautiful thing. And my friend, you know, this is why your girlfriends are important. I always say your counsel, you got to have a counsel of friends like that ain't afraid to hurt your feelings, that ain't afraid to tell you when you're wrong, but will also tell you the truth. And someone phone my friend and I'm, you know, I'm unloading and I'm telling her all this and how this is hard. And she was like, Shanisha, 
every time you walk away from something, something great happens. So just hold on to that. Just hold on to that and stop tripping. And so I took a deep breath and I was like, you're right. Okay. And so that's where I am right now. I'm feeling okay. I'm strong today. Shanisha, do you have a, do you have a wife? <laughs> Talk about wife? it, Jill. Yes. Tell it. Yes. Yes. Oh, my work wife. Her name is Brenda Nicole Moore. Yes, I do. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Oh, yes. That's my boo. Ten years of friendship. That is my work wife. <laughs> a wife will get you through, honey. Look, a wife will get you through. Listen, I got, I got, I got about four of them. Okay, I have um one thing. You know, I'm really grateful for in my life. I have a really, really strong group of friends, mm-hmm. and I always say they come yeah. in like rings, right? So I have my inner ring, my outer ring, the outer ring, yeah, all of them. Yeah. But that's what I do. I, I I operate in sister circles and and healing women and healing myself. And so because of that, like my my friendships are the world to me. Mm-hmm. They are one of my yeah. pillars of grounding. I am who I am because of the women around me and all of my friends are doing well, you know? So mm. when I when I hear women talk about how they don't get along with other women and I look at how they treat each other, I'm like, well, that damn, I get it. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So right. I love women. I don't like bitches. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I don't. I can't. That's the truth. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I and. Thank, I don't know too many bitches. I really don't. Right. I, know, I know a lot of people. That's the thing. Women. Right. I know a lot of people. I know women. so many amazing right. women. Like mm-hmm. I said, we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like I, you are speaking, you're singing <laughs> you really my song. Are. Yes. Because <laughs> you really <laughs> are. <laughs> you are singing yep. my song, honey. Because I, I, I love, this is, this is one of the biggest joys of my life. And I always say that I got this, that I learned this from my mom because my mother had this same kind of way that she functioned in her friendship. But it's scientific. I don't know if y'all know this, but women have been studied that they function better cognitively and emotionally when they have really healthy interactions with other women on a consistent basis. And so so this is a real component to women's health and women's wellness is having a good circle of friends. It's so crazy that it's always been that way, you know, because I mean, it's it's like common sense at this point. You get around some women, your cycles, you know, align. Like we're right. powerful in that way. And but look at our look at our tribes as black people. Isn't that what we did? Didn't women run the village? Didn't we birth around the tree together? Mm. Didn't we do that? You know, I talk about that in Osis. Like when you look at our tradition, our culture, our birthright, we were that's how we were raised. That's how that's how we were birthed into this world. The men, they sat on the outside. The women came together in a circle and the birthing mother leaned against the tree and had a baby. And they chanted for her and they loved on her. And that, that baby was raised in this village. So what, when did we get away from that? What, what took us away from thinking that we no longer needed each other? Say it, Aja. You know, ladies. Say it. Say it. <laughs> ladies. Say it. One, two, three. White, White supremacy. supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't in on that one. I'm, I'm going to catch up next time. I know it now. You have to always put the blame where the blame belongs, mm-hmm. baby. I hear you. Yes. Put the blame where it belongs. Yes, it's, it's, it's very easy Indeed. to lose yourself if the whole world is telling you you don't have any value. Yes. In yes. every possible way. On every put against each other. Yeah. 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 I love this conversation because <laughs> it has always come down to my favorite people. Black women are my yeah. favorite people. Period. Yeah. Hands I think down. everybody's playing it. I think it's yeah. everybody's. They, I, they my favorite. We they are. are my favorite people. We are. 
And it, it's not to take anything away from anyone, but it is just really the way that I feel most full. And coming down from to this past week and having to deal with so many different aspects of my children's development and interacting with them so much, having this conversation with other Black women is that replenish that I needed. I'm sorry, I know this wasn't about me, but you know what? <laughs> I had to speak no. on it. No. Had to speak on it. This was the replenish that I needed. We oftentimes feel this feeling though when we get on the phone. We'll be like, I missed it, did mm-hmm. you? This is a sister circle though. Right? Yeah. You know, when when yeah. when three or more gather. Yeah. You know? And the four, so four is powerful. East, west, north, and south. When we get yes. together and we speak yes. a thing, it happens. So, you know, obviously we need to be really mindful of what we say. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. I was just thinking, I was like, those for those ladies that listen to, at least to listen to this show, that are those kind of ladies that are like, I don't have any girlfriends. Hmm. Maybe, <sighs> maybe now you do. And maybe now you can see that you can mm. interact with the ladies and maybe now you need to open your heart. And there it is. When, whenever women talk about, it makes me so sad. I made a post about that last year. Women are like, I don't like other women. And I'm like, what I'm hearing is that you don't like yourself. Mm. You know, you have to be vulnerable. You got to open up your heart to other women. And a lot of us are scared of that. A lot of women are scared to do that because they don't want to be found out. You know, it's that imposter syndrome. They don't want to feel like they don't belong or she's going to, you know, she's going to smell my dirty drawers, you know, whatever the case may be. It's exhausting wearing that mask, though. It's like, man, I look, I just hope that all those women know that those masks are heavy. And man, a good girlfriend can help you take that thing right off. I always feel Mm -hmm. like friendships happen. Like good friendships, it's not something you have to think about. You just have to you have mm-hmm. to be in a space no. where you're doing something that you that you enjoy. You know, you're around people you enjoy mm-hmm. or or a place yeah. you enjoy, and a friend will just show up. Like you, and you know it. I love when yeah. that happens. You just see somebody yeah. like chemistry, girl. Where are you going? You know, I love <laughs> those moments. Like I'm yeah. I'm riding with you. I you know I love when that happens. The best relationships in my life are the ones where I've allowed myself to not only trust others, but to trust me. I trust who I am. I know who I am coming into that into that space. And I just feel this really great sense of confidence and trusting yourself from you. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm looking at you and your body language and the way that you speak, I'm like, girl, you trust yourself. You trust that what's coming out of your mouth is out of love, is the truth, is who you are. It's your personal truth. So that that makes me feel wonderful. Like, I'm looking at you like, yes, girl, we are exactly 10 years apart. You and me, I'm 42. <laughs> you all can't see her, but it's it's just heartwarming to see you just glowing. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful because so often, you know, our, our sisters are not, they're not allowing they're not allowing. Mm-hmm. So and especially since they tell us like the 30s, I remember when I turned 30, they were like, you know, this is the stage where you're supposed to realize who you are and what you want. Yeah. And, da, da, da. and to be honest, we've had a conversation on this show that those number formulas don't always Ooh. add up like that. So the Ooh, fact that you are closer that. to that, and I'm not putting that pressure on you, but it just feels like you are closer than most of us have been. That is beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's so many things. Y'all remember when Girlfriends came on Netflix? Mm-hmm. And I uh-huh. found out that Joan was only 29 years old. What? You know, you gotta, you gotta rewatch things as an adult uh-huh. <laughs> that you grew up on. 
I was like, she was 29. Well, that, and she was a partner in a law firm. That house. She owned her own home. Yes. The house. The wow. Everything. Everything. Yeah. It's like, you think that you have to have everything figured out by the time you're 30. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. But yeah. one thing I can say is that motherhood raised me. And a heartbreak raised me even more. Mm. And so sometimes we Mm. do go through things that causes us to grow up, Mm. you know, that grow up. And it's it's kind of what you say is you're like, when you're around somebody who trusts themselves, you feel comfortable because we know that a person who's hungry will eat you. And so I love being around fulfilled women. (laughs) So you're not going to eat me. (laughs) I'm not going to eat you. You should just say that again. You should just say that again because... Hallelujah. <laughs> By the book. I don't got time. When you, <laughs> I don't got time. And I met those women. I love you from afar because you are not finna, you're not finna grow up on my soul. I know what you're trying to do. Mm. So I'm not gonna eat yours either. You know. When so you're hungry, that's the happy thing. you don't so wait, say that one more time, just so I can repeat it like I said it myself. <laughs> when you hungry, no, no. You don't want when nobody. you're hungry. You don't want nobody to eat you. So stay away from hungry that, people. Uh, people. Stay away from other people. Mm. They will eat you alive. They I will love eat you it. Alive. Honey, yeah. you said many. a word. <laughs> you said a yeah. many uh-huh. words. Uh-huh. Many, many jewels. Many, many jewels have been dropped. <laughs> and I, 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 for one, am in yeah, a happy place. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for spending <laughs> your time with us. Thank We're so happy to see you, young woman. Shanisha Boswell, where where can we find you, babe? Where where can we find you? You can find me on the internet at Shanisha Boswell, ShanishaBoswell.com. If you're a mama, Black Moms Blog, BlackMomsBlog.com, Black Moms Blog across all social media. And my book is wherever books are sold. You can find it at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books A Million, Walmart. Go pick up a copy. Buy it for yourself. Buy it for a friend. Support a Black woman. I love you. We love you, too. <laughs> Thank you so very much. And we love here. you, too. Yes. Bravo, sister. Somebody clap your hands. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> If you've made it to this part of the show, then there's a good chance you already know what's up. But if you don't, I'm producer Eves, and this is the part of the episode where I give you some resources that are related to this conversation. And this time, they're all books. Laia recommends Our Bodies, Ourselves by the Boston Women's Health Book Collective. You can also check out The Joy of Sex, an illustrated sex manual, first published in the 1970s. And I know we've told you about it before, but as a reminder, there's the book Vanessa Del Rio, 50 Years of Slightly Slutty Behavior. There are encyclopedias of sexually transmitted diseases that provide info on the history and causes of STDs. Of course, sex looks different for different people, and there is a lot of nuance when it comes to sexuality, anatomy, preferences, and sensitivities. So find a book that works for you, There are plenty out there. And finally, get Shanisha Boswell's book, Osis, You're Pregnant, The Ultimate Guide to Black Pregnancy and Motherhood. You can find links in the description. Hi, if you have comments on something we said in this episode, Call 
Hey, Jill. If you want to add to this conversation, that's 866-439-5455. Don't forget to tell us your name and the episode you're referring to. You might just hear your message on a future episode. Thank you for listening to Jill Scott Presents, J.Ill, the podcast. This podcast is hosted by Jill Scott, Laia St. Clair, and Aja Graydon Dantzler. Its executive producers are Jill Scott, Sean G., and Brian Calhoun. It's produced by Laia St. Clair and me, Eve Jeffcoat. The editing and sound design for this episode were done by Christina Loringer. My mama was real black. <laughs> Amen to black mamas. Yes, yes, black mothers. <laughs> I'm like, you ain't heard these names? Because Jill, it's a whole thing. Never mind, we ain't going there. Don't, mm-hmm. don't it's a whole thing. Feelings. We're not Tanisha. going back there. I did not name myself, <laughs> God darn it. <laughs> your yes. mom was trying to look out for your life and your career. That's all. <laughs> Until I show up at the job interview. <laughs> J.Ill is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. An October morning in a quiet suburb in a town in Scotland. A man is walking his dog when suddenly shots are fired from a car. The man falls to the ground and the car speeds off. An ordinary residential area, but extraordinary things happen in ordinary places. The instinct right away was it was a political thing. We're talking about Russian trained, high-ranking officer in the Secret Service. An assassin comes to town, a six-part podcast. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Well, Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you. But with a 4K screen, side-firing speakers, and a blazing fast refresh rate, it'll sure feel like it. Elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart and play all your music, radio, and podcasts with the new Roku Pro Series. Your senses aren't better. Your TV is.